0: Thank you for joining me today, Iran Orzel from Argon Security. This is Chris Quinn from IoVations. Today is the um, first episode of Fishing Bites, and um, we put this together to give people a little bit of insight on, uh, in a in a friendly way, not you know from a threat actor way on uh, phishing, but we're fishing for information to uh, get some insights on the latest innovations, trends in cybersecurity. Uh, just to set it up at the top, Iovations has been in business for uh, nearly two decades, servicing enterprises ac- across a whole host of verticals in the United States. And uh, we pretty much focus on uh, providing design, implementation, optimization type services and solutions to our client base and have very long-standing relationships with them. I'm the uh, chief strategy officer at Iovations, and I am the um, the uh, the main interviewer here. Hopefully, we'll get a few other people to participate in this uh, from a fishing bites point of view. But uh, I'm very pleased to have Iran Orzel um, join us today in the inauguration of uh, Fishing Bites episode one. So, Iran, if uh, if I may, I just wanted to kind of set the table with you on on some of the themes that we're hearing a lot from our customers out in the uh, in the enterprise and. There's a lot of gravitational pull towards zero trust modeling, and predominantly that is focused on production environments, both from a network and a cloud perspective. Um, The model, I think, has a lot of um, very strong value propositions to aspire to uh, from a very comprehensive security approach and better enablement of the business. Um, But there are some gaps in it, right? And, And we're starting to see um, a very dynamic explosion in the uh, overall attack surface that's out there and one of the things that I wanted to um, touch on today or perhaps get your perspective is you know what are you guys seeing from a zero trust modeling point of view what are some of the trends that that you're looking into um, at Argonne and uh, we'll take it from there
1: all right so first uh, I'm happy to be here and it's like a- great to be the, the first one that uh, kick off this uh, series. Um, so uh, just a quick intro. So I am the uh, chief revenue officer of Argon. I've been uh, in the security space for more than uh, 15 years uh, in several roles at uh, Checkpoint. And uh, today our focus is how we help uh, companies um, secure their development environments. Now, I think that uh, um, Zero Trust have has been with us for uh, 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 several years already, and it's still going to be here for uh, much longer. When we look at the uh, space that we are covering today, especially the development environment, I think that uh, this notion is not uh, uh, yet there, and companies are just starting to understand that uh, uh, there is a huge risk surface in uh, opening their development environment into uh, the internet, into using um, cloud services and open source tools. and they are starting to uh, uh, capture the essence of zero trust and look to uh, deploy it in the development environment, uh, making sure that uh, you know that uh, if they deploy some upload some code, uh, into uh, production that this is really the code that they meant to upload in production. If we reflect on the uh, solar wind attack, and, and the notion here is to really apply zero trust about everything. Who are the people that are accessing our uh, platforms? Uh, what permission do we give? Do we give them? How many checks we're doing along the way? And do we trust the data that we get from? Uh, uh, you know the previous step into the into this step, and I think this is uh, going to continue as the breaches uh, uh, continue, and and they will uh, eventually uh, we have to accept the full zero trust of over the people, the process, the tools, the configurations, basically everything.
0: So let me ask you, um, you know, because obviously when when you get into DevOps space. Um, I hate to use the term black hole, but uh, just because of the technical acuity of the the development staff and the people, and and the various tools that they're employing um, in that ecosystem on a day in and day out basis, right? There's there's a thirst and an appetite for new applications to be developed by organizations to make make them more competitive, et cetera, um, but. In terms of visibility, because again, visibility is a key theme in, in zero trust modeling. And again, it's totally a journey. Um, but in your discussions with CISOs, do you think they're aware of the the extensive nature of they really need to be vigilant in this space? And and do you think, you know, you would reference solar wind, sunburst attack, uh, Do you think that kind of brought that into, you know, main view um, for the CISO, that this is a compelling issue?
1: So, um, following the solar wind attack, we actually uh, ran a global survey of more than 200 CISOs and security leaders, uh, asking them exactly those questions, um, trying to understand the security posture of development environment and and what... uh, Uh, the challenges that enterprises are facing. And I think the main uh, thing that uh, came out uh, is that uh, most of those leaders are uh, concerned about uh, their ability to um, withstand attacks. But even more than that, I think that uh, they now understand that they lack the visibility and control over the development environments. And basically the collaboration between the development teams and the security was uh, highlighted as the main uh, point for them to act on in order to gain this visibility and in order to uh, be able to uh, deploy any security measures and react in real time to either misconfiguration or vulnerability or to actual attacks. So I think uh, uh, it's uh, it was a real wake up call for the industry. If you're referring to, to SolarWind, and I think that uh, it really helped us uh, put this uh, uh, um, evolving attack surface uh, in the light and, and get attention and hopefully uh, start a discussion between security and DevOps, how they will start working together and enable the visibility that is needed to uh, apply some measures on that uh have is. you
0: have you seen that barrier breaking down between security and devops as a result of this or was that already in motion is there more of a consciousness about hey incorporate
1: this into the devops process and i can tell you that uh, i think we still have a long way to go um when we uh talk with uh, A lot of people on the security side, mainly the CISO, the application security managers, so they have partial visibilities, but they have uh, really no access to those environments, and in many cases struggle uh, to deploy the right security tools or measurements that they have today in production, in the production, or even in the development type over the pipeline. Um, But I think. uh, Actually, the wind case help uh, and create more awareness on the DevOps side. So hopefully, those guys now understand uh, that uh, they need to also connect security and maybe uh, use them uh, to secure the work that they are doing. So it's a process, it is starting, uh, but we still have a, a way to go there. Sure. So um in the
0: DevOps process, obviously, they're pressed to to meet timelines, et cetera, right? When when you, and not you per se, but just in general, um, as we start looking to secure the um, CI/CD pipeline, how does this um, technology, you know, and specific to, to Argonne, um, you know, because you get to speak in context to what you guys are all about, how do you integrate with, you know, the the need for speed, the need for flexibility, versatility, and then still, you know, be able to dovetail into that um, the efficacy of a security, um, you know, uh, solution that can not just enhance, you know, the security attributes, but not really get in the way of the job at hand from a DevOps point of view.
1: Yeah, I think that the. There are two things here that that we need to to consider. On, on, on one hand, we need to look at the uh, uh, at the development pipeline and and understand uh, the key issues that we need to tackle. I think the first one is the complexity of it. Today, there are more than a hundred different tools that you can use in order to build those pipelines, and uh, uh, basically, the people that build the pipelines are the development team themselves. So. Uh, At the end, no two pipelines look the same and and it's basically the triggers and the connection and the scripts that the DevOps will uh, write that will run those pipelines. Now, their focus is really how to push the update and the software fast to production. and In order for uh, the security to be part of this process, they uh, need to uh, allow the DevOps team to keep the collaboration, the openness, the agility, and the speed. I think that uh, um, the key point here is to make sure that whatever you do with security it's going to be part of the process. It will enable the speed of uh, deployment and the openness of the system to continue to exist. Um, on our perspective, what we are hearing a lot is the need to work uh, and to integrate seamlessly into the process, not to disrupt uh, the development process, but be part of it, enable it, and provide value as part of the DevOps process themselves. And I think that uh, one of the the key things that uh, uh, we're trying to achieve in order to uh, get security part of the DevOps processes, is basically create a common ground for both DevOps and processes together and Enable them to uh, deploy best practices from both worlds to make sure that we secure the pipeline, but also increase the effectiveness of it, reduce uh, 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 malfunctions, and and reduce uh, uh, you know risk to to the software that they want to produce.
0: Now, good points. Good points. The um, walk me through a little bit in terms of the evolution of the space. Um, you know, we we've had conversations with a lot of organizations, and from a maturity model, the CI/CD pipeline is you know in fetal stages for some of these companies. Um, you know, how, how do you evolve with that process? Um, you know, are you purely addressing it from a from a CI/CD point of view, or? you know, maybe, um, you know, outside of that realm, or is this predominantly focused in on CICD?
1: So um, what we found out talking to customers is that today, almost 90% of the uh, uh, people we talk to are already ci CICD pipeline, and this is basically becoming uh, the backbone of their uh, software uh, development infrastructure. Um, okay. All organizations have at least one or two tools uh, for um, um, source code management and for uh, building and testing the code, even if you deploy it you know uh, based on like uh, uh, um, still uh, uh, waterfall uh, processes once a quarter, once every six months or, or so. Um, so we see um, this uh, being part of this, uh, let's say the modern software de- development approach. I think that uh, for us, it's not a it's not a matter of uh, maturity. The market is there, uh, you know. It is deployed. It's really uh, you know the readiness of the organization uh, to uh, deal with the security consequences of uh, um, you know uh, securing those pipelines. And, and you don't need to go to the extreme cases of of solar wind. Uh, we hear. Stories about uh, uh, you know uh, source code leaks almost every second week from uh, uh, you know uh, source code repositories or uh, very large enterprises. Um, we see uh, uh, just uh, uh, this. Uh, I think uh, Saturday there was an article about uh, hackers that are using uh, GitHub servers to to do uh, uh, crypto mining. Um, we see uh, uh, you know the uh, dependency confusion. A uh, case uh, um, that uh, was done by a white hat hacker, uh, managing to uh, fool, you know, the use of companies like Microsoft, Apple, and others, to uh, pull vulnerable code into their pipelines. So there are many, many cases like that uh, that I think today um, put it really in in the spotlight, and I think organizations are more open to uh, check how. Um, they can secure their uh, CICD pipelines. I think the main issue that I see today is that uh, they're all, uh, uh, or a lot of them are moving to a quick fix and basically taking whatever security technology they have and try to, to apply it. So I have like uh, for example, some uh, code scanning or container scanning tool. Let's apply it in one step of the pipeline and, and assume that it is secure. Or maybe running a couple of the security feature of the tool themselves, uh, just to check the box and, and feel that uh, you know we did something to secure it, but we all know that this is just a plaster on a very big uh, issue that will not uh, solve it.
0: So, Ram, walk me through a little bit as uh, organizations are are looking to implement security into the pipeline how quick is it for them to you know get something like argon deployed right and and start to see some some meaningful benefit maybe just give me a a sound bite or two on you know a couple compelling things that they'll see that can make a demonstrable difference
1: yeah so i think what what is uh, unique about uh, the approach that we are taking is that uh, we are looking at the uh, pipeline as a an end-to-end process and basically securing it from the minute the developer upload the code or is a code to a source code management system until it leaves the pipeline and go to production. Now, in this process, we secure the tools themselves, the configuration of the tools, we secure the DevOps scripts that run them, and the connection between the system. So basically making sure that whatever structure you build, there is a system that seamlessly integrates to it, sits in the background, and making sure that your setting is running correctly. We also uh, run um, code check or basically checking the code integrity between the system between the steps themselves, making sure that there is no code tampering in, uh, in the middle. Uh, allowing you to be certain that the code that is deployed into production is the code that you started the pipeline with and uploaded uh, uh, into the pipeline. The integration itself is, is really depends on the situation. It usually takes us few minutes to connect to all the pipeline tools and uh, um, and start showing results. Um, so usually our deployment uh, uh, program. Uh, ask you to save one hour, we deploy in a like few minutes, and then we spend the rest of the time to uh, go over the, the different screens and, and show the values, maybe uh, uh, building uh, you know the, the alert uh, uh, tool. It can be alerts over Slack, it can be over Teams. You don't need to sit on the system. It will tell you when you need to uh, uh, go in and solve something. Um, in case you have like a very specific tools that we never saw before, because as I said, there is a lot of tools, and also some organizations still keep some of their artifactory on uh, FTPs and something, and we need to do some, uh, uh, you know, customization. It can take us, you know, maybe a, a day or two to add another tool uh, that is completely new to us. Um, but the integration is very quick. The system uh, uh, seamlessly connect to it. It's not disruptive in any way. And it immediately provides you uh, actionable information for you to start understand if there are any misconfiguration of vulnerabilities within your pipeline, if some user, uh, you know, open a repository to the internet, or there is any secrets uploaded somewhere that you you, you can uh, fix it immediately. So I I think and, and again one of the Nice thing that is working for us is that uh, we always start with a security assessment. So we come, we spend an hour together, we connect and leave the system for two weeks in the background for you to see the effect, understand what are your uh, vulnerabilities and and risk in your pipeline. And then after two weeks, we sit down, we analyze it, and we see how we want to continue.
0: Now, good stuff. Real good stuff. Well, hopefully... um Looking at the pictures in your background, we'll all be traveling uh, soon enough, and we'll have the opportunity to do some face-to-face uh, meetings. But I, um, I certainly appreciate you uh, participating in Fishing Bites ep- episode one here. It's, uh, it's awesome. I think it's very thorough information, and and quite compelling as as we look at a new attack surface. I wouldn't even say it's emerging. It's there. And it's an area that um, organizations need to be extremely um, aware of, and have a seamless approach to be able to mitigate risk associated with it. So Iran, in closing on this, could you uh, just tell people where to find you guys? And obviously um, Iovations is uh, is working alongside you in the in the United States. And the real theme here was to educate today, but um, for more interest, uh, where can they find you guys?
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, basically all the information you need is on our website, it's uh, argon.io and uh, just reach us uh, through the, the site and we can provide you uh, white papers, uh, surveys, uh, solution briefs, uh, everything that you need and uh, um, we are a channel driven company so we prefer, uh, you know, for you guys to lead it in the States uh, and you uh, um, we'll direct the, the people to you anyway, but uh, all the backend information and everything that we can uh, uh, deliver is, is on our site. and we will be happy to uh, uh, you know, jump on a, a, a demo meetings and showcase the, the um, solution and the value at, you know, just reach out. All oh, good. Well, hey, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you again
0: soon and uh, we'll get an update as to how things are progressing. All right. Thank you for having me here. All right. Have well, a great day. Bye.